Head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies, Taylor Jenkins, joining us down here in FedEx Forum. Taylor, I, I told Jeff Calkins this morning that I'd, I'd start with this, and I feel like you're the appropriate person. Was last year fun? I think it was fun. Um, obviously, we had our definite uh, you know, trials and, and bumps. Um, but, you know, going into the season, obviously coming off a successful year, you know, two years ago, getting to the second round and all that, I, I felt the motivation from the group. Um, you know, the fun for me as a coach is always finding opportunities to, to teach, to grow, um, you know, and, and face our challenges, you know, not just, you know, some of the obvious ones that people are going to point to, but stuff, you know, from a coaching standpoint, accountability standpoint, um, you know, leadership standpoint, just investment standpoint, you know, time with people and building relationships. Uh, it was fun. Uh, we're constantly growing, you know, new faces last year, new staff, new players, same thing going into this year. But um, there was a lot to learn, and it allowed me to propel myself into the offseason to really take a hard look. I say that every year, but, like, even different than previous years to go, like, man, what were the gains that we made and what were the holes? And, you know, that's what drives us every day as a coaching staff. We're just constantly focused on that, try to put our group, our team, our organization in the best position possible. Um, you know, if, if you're not having fun coaching basketball and sometimes trying to solve problems, solve issues, uh, in-game, out-of-game, whatever it is, um, then you're in the wrong spot. So highly motivated, you know, every single day with that kind of mentality. Um, I even try to do that even more so this year. What were the lessons you took away from last year? Yeah, I'd say the, big, the biggest ones are, you know. Stay healthy? Yeah, stay healthy. You know, that's one. Sometimes that's out of your control. But luckily our, our we have a great medical team. They focus on, like, where they can be better. Um, I know we use that phrase loosely, getting better. But for me, you know, for me, it's just like true growth as a leader and as a coach and understanding I've done X, Y, and Z, you know, good, bad, whatever, in, in four years, but really taking a hard look at, like, where, where have I failed? Like, um, and it's not the play calls. It's not rotations. Yeah, of course I, I spent a lot of time on that. But to me it was how am I really ingraining myself with everyone in this organization, our players, how am I having meaningful, impactful relationships with them and recalibrating that and understanding I've got to spend more time. I've got to have harder conversations. How can I help our team grow? Well, I've got to spend more time. Um, thought I did a good job, but then I took a hard look and I was like, no, I, I've got windows of opportunity to do even better there. Um, obviously adding, you know, new coaches and new blood to the team, new, you know, players, you know, uh, as well are just going to continue to, you know, fuel my fire um, to figure out ways to put this group in the best position possible. Um, that's kind of my mentality coming in. How do you, when you, because you are in, by definition, you're the most person in the scoreboard business uh, of win, loss, whatnot. But at the same time, injuries impact oftentimes the scoreboard. How do you weigh whether or not I'm being too critical or if I'm not being too critical enough? Because, I mean, to me it's very simple. When you lose Steven Adams and you lose Brandon Clark and you go up against a team that had, at the time, the guy that looked like he was playing the best front court basketball in the entire world, like, how do you kind of weigh being fair to yourself and trying to, to apply the appropriate amount of criticism? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's an exact answer to that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a, a fantastic question because as coaches, or at least in my case, I beat myself over everything. I try to be overcritical. you got to start there um, and then work backwards and understand the realities. I try to be very realistic, obviously, 
you, know, you got the question all summer, hey, if only you had Steve-O, if yeah. only you had BC. I'm like, yeah, I'm well aware of that. Yes. But then I'm not doing my job if I'm not preparing the team, I'm not preparing the coaching staff that, you know, we say it all the time. You know, there's been times when Jaron's been out, Jaw's been out, Dez was out. Um, when we had Dylan Brooks, he was out. Like, we had guys that played key roles for us out for various reasons, and we still found success. Um, obviously, in the playoffs, that's where the magnifying glasses are even more. And um, Did we prepare our team enough to appreciate what it takes to win in the playoffs, even though we had had previous experiences, knowing that injuries are part of the game? You can wrap all this stuff up and go, all right, well, the hand that you're dealt – um, are you still preparing everyone that what if we played five smalls? What if we played five bigs? Like you never know what direction your team's going to go. Um, how, as I said, that problem solving, okay, we got a problem. We've got something that we've got to address here. How are we still not going to just say, oh, well, this is our new reality. We're going to accept it. And this is going to be the reason why we may lose or not perform like we need to. That's not good enough because I've got to set the tone with our group. Now, when they come in, that we can control winning habits. Yeah. And, and that's what it comes down to. And when you go back and look at the film, yeah, obviously credit the Lakers. They played phenomenally well. They were on a run there at the end of the regular season. And, you know, we had some things that we were battling, obviously the injuries like you mentioned. But to me, it's we knew our winning habits. We just didn't execute them. So how do I coach differently? Not just then, but throughout the season. Um, how do our players appreciate it more? Um, you know, countless, countless film sessions going like, and if only we did this and it had nothing to do with who was in this spot um, or who made this play. Um, you know, we can be better from that. So that's kind of the optic, you know, lens that I come through it. You say, great, sometimes you want to be overcritical, but then sometimes you should, hey, scale back a little bit. I'm an overcritical guy, and then reality sets in and allows you to make the decisions you needed to make. When you think back on that series, is game four the one that stings? Yeah, that definitely stings. Well, I mean, obviously having anyone a lead, lose, any, yeah. anyone you lose. But to me, I, I go back and, you know, we'll see where the season projects out to, and we've got to take care of our business. But if, you know, again, we're, we're battling to get into the playoffs and we have that opportunity, my big message is game one. It always starts with game one. Um, you know, don't, don't even look at the Utah series, but two years ago we lose against Minnesota at yeah. home. We lose against Golden State at home. We lose against L.A. at home. And you spend all this time, a week of preparation when you're the number two seed. And who cares about the number two seed? But you had preparation, not just that week, but all season long, yeah. to know what does it take to win at the playoffs. Um, and you got to set a tone in that first game. And game one's probably the one that stings the most because we knew what we were going to see from the Lakers. And immediately in the first five minutes – the whole game plan was on display, and, and we didn't do what we needed to do, not just defensively, but even offensively against, you know, a, a stout defense. Um, so game one stings, game four, of course. Um, game six stings the way we went out as well. Anytime you lose, it stings. Um, so uh, hopefully our guys are motivated with that sour taste in their mouth. Does the way last season ended in a weird way kind of make make your job a little easier this year where it feels like, you know, because even if you look back to the, the previous year, there's still the idea of like, okay, this was their arrival moment and getting into winning a playoff series, getting into the losing to the champion, but taking the champion as far as anyone else did, you can kind of feel pretty good about yourself. But the way that it ends last year, it almost feels like it's as a coach, like that's kind of what you want is because no one was satisfied with the way last year ended. Yeah, absolutely. No one was satisfied. Um, you know, I kept saying I, I was pissed, but I was motivated yeah. at the end, of course. I mean, we're all competitors, and we want to win. Um, and it was just the fate. It was our reality. We didn't earn it. Um, we didn't go seize it. Um, but what's going to motivate you? And I spent a lot of time looking inward on myself, uh, a lot of dialogues with our staff, and a lot of heart-to-hearts with our players as well that I'm going to continue to carry out myself and with the players and the staff throughout the season. 
Um, but I don't want it to be like an easy road. Okay, yeah. well, we lost, and that's only going to springboard you to even be more serious. But, you know, there's definitely a different feeling. Um, but, you know, the thing I was talking about is you've never arrived, you know, and I, I would hope that, you know, the day that we achieve winning the first championship here in Memphis, we still haven't yet to arrive because what are we motivated by? It's about doing the things that lead to winning. It's not just winning itself. It's doing the things that it takes. That's what you should fall in love with. Um, that's what you should be pissed about and motivated to correcting if you're not doing it. So easier said than done. You know, these are all words that get thrown around. But for me, um, I don't want this job to be any easier because of last year's, you know, end result. I want it to be just more fuel to my, hey, how do we get better? How do I lead? How do I coach better? Um, because I don't want that arrival moment to ever happen. There's always something to get better towards. What excites you the most about this year? Um, you know, I think a, a true test of, you know, I keep using the phrase, the appreciation that our guys are going to have. Um, and it's not just after last season. It's the four years. You know, you learn so many different things. And it's really getting our guys to commit and understand the sacrifice, the accountability that it takes, the, the appreciation for the small things, um, all things that we've talked about, and really gauging have we – have we kind of figured that out have we are we ready um you know because i want that to even be the case the year after we win a championship eventually is are we still ready um so i, I think it's a uh, great influx of new players great influx of new staff uh coaches um and just the dialogues i've had with the guys i think there is that sense of being pissed and motivated um obviously there's a joy to start in the season and being excited but i think it's really focused on are we going to be motivated that's the thing i'm most excited about and that's the edge i've got to bring and that's the edge i'm excited to see the guys start bringing tomorrow in camp but truly bringing it in october november december january february and on and on and on um that that's the button that we've got to be trying to push every single day taylor i appreciate it. good luck this thanks season. a lot jeffrey have a great one send to you man